0: Is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 116 for Sunday, June the 23rd, 2013. Uh, Jason, it is a hot, disgusting, muggy day here where I am. It's it's lucky that I spent a good uh, portion of the afternoon walking around an air conditioned mall <laughs> and and in a movie theater. Um, but it, I don't know what it's like where you are. Is it just as gross? Uh, it's pretty gross. Yeah. yeah, I spent a lot of the day out in the garage and
1: uh, coming back in for uh, air conditioned breaks because uh, fortunately my house is air conditioned.
0: Yeah, my but my I, not so much. Yeah. Um, my basement is nice and cool usually, but, uh, we don't have very good air conditioning upstairs, so when it's hot, it's hot. And you do have that air conditioner though, right? Well, it's one window unit, and sometimes I just sit in front of it for a little while to cool down.
1: Buy a tent and wrap it around, like put it on that landing on the stairs, <laughs> and, uh, patch it in with duct tape, because that's what duct tape is for, uh-huh, into the, uh, into the air conditioner, and then just put a lawn chair in there, and grab your iPad, and away you go. Spend the afternoon.
0: That's not a terrible idea, but we'd have to fit four people in there, and there's not ah, a lot of room. You could do it. Um, yeah, I suppose. It's also an obs- obscenely old air conditioner that should probably be replaced, but uh, it does work, and it does keep me cold if I'm right in front of it. However, we didn't run it today. We, um, we haven't run it yet this year, actually, because it hasn't been crazy hot until right now. Right. So uh, I think we're going to get a thunderstorm soon, which may help or may just make it worse. I'm not sure.
1: Worse, I believe
0: um but if you have any you know hang-ups about the weather today is in fact national let it go day
1: let it go my friend
0: yeah so if you you know if you've got something bugging you today is the day to let it go maybe it's a person a place or a moment in time maybe something that happened long ago this thing has had power long enough it's time to let it go on June 23rd Join the ranks of millions who will decide to let go of something they no longer want to carry around with them.
1: So pick something and let it go.
0: That's kind of the mission statement of let it go day, I think. So uh, if there's something that's been bugging you, you know, whatever it might be, today is the day to decide that it's no longer going to bug you.
1: What if it's a broken
0: toe? Well, you can, <laughs> can kind of let that go. It's still got a heal, I guess, but uh, most people don't get too hung up on broken, broken toes.
1: All right, so we, shouldn't, uh, we, sh- we should draw a definite line between let it go and chop it off.
0: <laughs> Do not chop anything off. We right. are not endorsing uh, home amputations. Right. We are simply saying move on.
1: So if it falls off on its own, let it go.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it falls it, off on it its own. it catches, it was yours. And if it doesn't,
1: it was never yours to begin with.
0: <laughs> there you go. I think you've figured out Let It Go Day. I think so. <laughs> so that's a national day. So anyone, anywhere um, within your nation, you can celebrate by letting something go. Awesome. Uh, alrighty, our listener email of the week this week comes from Paul on the internet. And this is regarding something we spoke about last time we did a podcast if you recall, we talked about um, the casting or potential casting of a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. If you remember, their names were Aaron and Jack. Right. And uh, something we didn't realize at the time is that Aaron is a name we've seen on the show before. Is it, Do you remember in the episode uh, Clear, there was a sign? Well, I'll read what Paul said. He said, oh. I'm sure someone else has already mentioned this, but Aaron is already dead <laughs> in Clear. The group sees the sign Aaron, we tried for Stone Mountain, J. So, he Paul figures Aaron and Jack are probably webisode or flashback characters. Now, I don't think they're webisode because, you know, the intel we have is that they were being cast for one of the main episodes. Right. But they could be flashback characters. You never know. That'd be interesting. Um, exactly. Especially if it's the same Aaron that was mentioned on that sign. You f- I figured it was just a throwaway thing that, that was in there. But but you never know. Maybe we're going to get something related to that Aaron. Who knows?
1: Yeah, maybe. That'd be great.
0: So uh, thank you, Paul, for reminding us of that. I don't know. That sort of just got by us last time, I, I guess. Uh, we talked about that when, when we reviewed that episode or recapped that episode. But I guess it didn't make that much of an impression. <laughs>
1: Well, I barely remember something from one day to the next, so
0: it it's doesn't surprise me. It's tough, yes, especially when it's this hot. Yeah, brain just shuts down. Uh, okay, well, what we're gonna do on the program this week is what we promised last time, and that is a review of World War Z. East Coast. Moscow's still dark. Life as we know it will come to an end in 90 days. It's on us to change that. I can't leave my family. Don't pretend your family is exempt when we talk about the end of humanity.
1: I don't want to leave you. But I have to go. I'll give her kids safe.
0: What you just heard was from the trailer. But uh, let's see, Jason. So World War Z, yep. we've both both read the book, but I don't really want to compare this movie to the book. And I guess we can talk about that why if you want. But let me ask you this. Okay. Um, does this movie stand up on its own, hold together as a film, and were you thinking about the book at all while you were watching it?
1: Ah. <sighs> Both very tough questions. The answer to the I'll answer the second part first. Okay. Uh, yes, the book was uh, on my mind, and uh, to be honest, I was actually looking for like I had a I had a suspicion that the uh, that the movie would just use the name from the book, and the fact that it would be about zombies, uh, and I was right. And I but I was hoping that the uh, that the movie would hold on to a few key aspects uh, to me. Uh, in in the book and it didn't so uh, the movie does it stand up on its own I think the movie had its own problems that maybe uh, made it not stand up on its own but I don't think that was uh, in comparison to the book Uh, like it it stands up without the book Like whether the book existed or not the movie is its own thing and I think that uh, it doesn't need the book in order to be its own thing uh, I was thinking about the book, uh, and it didn't hit the uh, the key notes that I was hoping for.
0: Right, there wasn't very much of the <clears throat> of the novel in this movie at all, uh, other than than the title and the credit at the beginning that said it was based on the novel by Max Brooks. Right. Um, so that being the case, uh, what are your thoughts on the movie? Did you like it? What did you what What did you think of it? Uh, general thoughts without spoilers. What I want to do maybe is some general thoughts and then do some spoilers after that in a special section, if we okay, need to.
1: Okay, general thoughts. Uh, there were uh, aspects of the movie that I really, really liked. I really, really liked the first half of the movie. I really liked the characters. I really liked the acting. I liked the uh, the storytelling. Uh, and I liked the style of zombie that they had, which was a different style of zombie than, uh, than The Walking Dead, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were fast zombies. I, I guess you, you could tell that from the trailer. What kind of zombies they are? Um, so, general thoughts. Uh, I liked it. I think it had problems, and uh, it was definitely missing something, like an ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we should probably talk about that a little bit. I'll give you my my base my general thoughts on it. Overall, I was pleasantly surprised by World War Z. I liked it um a fair bit more than I kind of thought I was going to going into the film. I agree with you that I think the characters were great, the acting was great, the basic storytelling was really good, and I felt like they didn't waste any time in this movie. You know, it was appropriately edited and, you know, every scene had a purpose pretty much. You know, I didn't feel like there was a lot of, you know, extraneous dialogue or anything in there that really dragged the movie down. You're sort of introduced at the very beginning to the characters, um, and very quickly things start happening that move into, you know, the, the uh, the main plot of the movie, which is, of course, trying to survive this zombie outbreak. And I thought that was really, really well done. I wasn't sitting around waiting for anything to happen at any time. Um, I also agree with you that the that the zombies were great. I mean, the the design of the zombies and the style of it were really really good. And um, you know, they were fast. They were scary. They were. It was really uh, tense when uh, when there was any threat to any of the characters. And they just had this weird like frenetic jerkiness to them that yeah. I thought was really really spooky and and creepy and just you know really really well done. So. Um, Those things, you know, those things were all really positive notes about the movie for me. Um, But then uh, what I wanted to talk about a little bit is, you know, a lot of people have heard that there was a lot of production problems with this film in that they shot the thing, they finished it, screened it for executives and, you know, various people, and everyone kind of realized, oh my God, we don't have an ending. This movie is not... (laughs) you know it doesn't really come together. Really? You know, so it's not just me? Like
1: I haven't I've been purposefully staying away from any information about this movie whatsoever. And no. I thought maybe the problem was just mine.
0: No, well, wait a minute. The thing is they screened it and they realized that they didn't have an ending, so they brought in some people to completely rewrite and change the third act and they spent 20 million dollars to reshoot uh the third act of this film. So what we saw is not what was originally filmed as the ending? What we saw is what they consider to be the fixed version of the film, or <laughs> or at least the you know the new version of the film. Right. Um, they brought in Damon Lindelof and some other guy to rewrite it and uh, and go. And and when we get into spoilers a little bit more, I can I can sort of get into exactly where the cutover was in the film. Right. Um. But the the thing I wanted to say is it felt like two. Totally different movies. Um, when yeah. you when you consider the first two thirds of the film and then the final third, and and I, I think both are probably good movies, but they just don't work together very well. And it was a little bit jarring in that um, you know the first two thirds is so different from the last part.
1: No, I, I absolutely agree with you that the uh, that did feel like two different movies, and I thought I thought that they did fit well together in that uh, that, that there were. The pacing was definitely different, uh, but I liked them both. I just I don't I don't think that the the third act wrapped up the first two.
0: No, exactly, um, and that's kind of what I mean. Two different movies, but both good. Like if the first two thirds of the movie were more like the the last part, that would have been fine, and vice versa. If we had the last part a little bit more like the f- the first part, it would have been okay. But they. Yeah. It was weird how they kind of just crammed them together like that. I don't think it was a total failure because, like I said, I really actually liked the movie a fair but a fair bit. Now, I mean, maybe I was going in with, with lowered expectations because of everything I knew about the production. But that aside, it worked for me, even though it felt like two different movies. I would like to have seen the uh, like have a uh, another final act that was more like the
1: first part of the movie to tie it all together.
0: Yeah, and and just so people understand kind of what we're talking about, the first two thirds or first two acts of the film are are they're just bigger and they're worldwide and they're action packed. There's a lot going on. You have huge sweeping shots of of locations. You've got thousands upon thousands of zombies you know, it's just big and massive, and it's it's a worldwide thing. And then the third act of the film becomes very sort of local, small time, and focused. And none of that big action from the first part is really incorporated in the third act whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing I really liked. The action in the movie, I thought, was really, really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were some big, big set pieces with just felt like millions of zombies, and uh, it was really intense, and I really felt, you know, scared for the characters being involved in that, partly because the zombies were just done so well, but just because of the scale of it, you know, everything was, everything was just huge, and uh, you really got the feeling that just everywhere was completely decimated, and the world was totally gone to shit, pretty much.
1: Yeah, and you really, I, I really felt part of the uh, of the action. I felt the the threat uh, when they were in those uh, those action uh, set pieces for sure, uh, and which I really liked. I really liked that I felt the the, the frantic, uh, almost panic. But you have to keep a level head in order to even have a chance at surviving, uh, which the Brad Pitt character was uh, very good at. Which I would. Great.
0: Yeah. So Brad Pitt was was really good. Um, his wife uh, Muriel Anas, Enos. Enos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if you pronounce her first name like that, but she uh-huh. was. It's Morell. Maybe Morell. Uh, she was on The Killing, the first two seasons of The Killing. Yeah. Um, did a really nice job. And you know, none of the characters really seem to be wasted at all. You know, Brad Pitt is a former uh, UN um, investigator. So yeah. he's been sent around the world number a number of times, but he's, he's since retired to spend time with his family. And, um, you know, when the zombie outbreak comes, he is then sent to try and find, you know, figure out what's going on and if there's anything they can do about it. And his wife and his family provide a good—to me, anyways, they provided a good sort of base for him to— you know, as a character, keep keep himself grounded a little bit and give him a a reason to to be doing what he's doing, you know, because he's retired. He doesn't do this stuff anymore, but, you know, they send him on his way separate from his family, and uh, I liked how we still got their story a little bit sort of back at home, so to speak. Yeah. That was pretty well done. <clears throat> um, so overall, Jason, I think I recommend this movie, um, especially if you are a zombie fan. It is, it is a little bit different take... Uh, on zombies, in that they're fast, and then in that—I um, I, want to say that they're mindless, but zombies are all generally mindless. These ones just yeah. seem to be a little bit more frantically mindless than traditional Very zombies.
1: aggressive, very fast, and uh, I like the—we've con- the, the, Like we've had fast zombies before, mm-hmm. uh, in 28 Days Later, for example, but these seem to have a little more of a frenzy to them. Than the ones in 28 days later. And I liked that. I liked that when they ran, they sprinted full out. Like it was as fast as a human being could possibly run without regard to uh, surrounding or to uh, conserving energy. And it was just like if you just were in a full on panic and running as fast as you can in order for to do something. That's what these zombies were doing all the time.
0: Yeah, they definitely had a frenzy to them more than any other zombies I've seen. And the thing that really amped it up for me is that you see so many of them at once. In In 28 Days Later, you know, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but the zombies are fast and frenzied and they're scary, but you're yeah. never really, you never really get the big picture, right? You're always being chased by two or three of them at a time. Here, yeah. we get scenes where there are Millions of them on screen, and it was amazing it really was I thought that part of the film was amazing so um, so I recommend it. I think it 's pretty cool uh, unless you 're absolutely against zombie movies, but i 'm pretty sure most of our listeners are open <laughs> open to that idea at least open to the idea yeah. <laughs> at least yeah um, and I think it sounds like you 'd more or less recommend this film too
1: I would recommend this film I think it and I definitely will uh, will watch it again uh, i mean. Problems aside, it was it was a very good movie for what it was. I thought uh, I also was uh, pleasantly—I don't—I wouldn't say surprised because I didn't really. I I kind of checked all my expectations at the door, except for the uh, the things I was hoping for in the from the book. But that was a conscious choice. It's like okay, if this is going to be called World War Z, there's a couple of key aspects to the book that I want to see in this movie. They weren't there, but overall, I think I would also recommend this movie.
0: Are you able to talk about any of the things, uh, your sort of disappointments other than that with the movie without getting into spoilers?
1: No, I'm waiting for the spoiler section.
0: All righty. Well, in that case, let me ask you this before we go into spoilers. Are you ever tempted to call it World War Z? No,
1: for some reason.
0: I know. Isn't that weird? Everything else here is Z, but you see this movie title and it's clearly World War Z. Well, I think it's also a play on
1: World War Three, right?
0: Well, it is, I guess. Maybe that helps, and I guess because you know it's an American movie, pretty much everyone else says World War Z. So,
1: I like to think as Canadians, we're very flexible and we're not hard nosed about our uh, our Z versus Z. <laughs> if only I, I'm not. If only that were true. <laughs> Well, personally, I'm not very hard-nosed about it, and I think I've expressed this on the air before, that like, if you're going to go with Zed, and you really want to be hard-nosed about it, you have to go all across the board in the alphabet. A, bed, sed, dead, ed, f, jed. Like, You have to do it for all of them. Not, why just Z Right? <laughs> B, C, D, E, it's all the same thing. Z, it just fits right in. If you're going to go with the ed ending, you got to do it across the board.
0: So we're wrong.
1: No, I don't say that we're wrong. I just like I think I'm a little more mentally flexible than uh, on this issue.
0: Okay, well there you go. World War Z. We both recommend it, but let's get into spoilers now for World War Z. If you haven't seen the movie, or if you don't want to be spoiled in any way, hopefully we have haven't done that already. Um, but now moving forward, we're going to spoil World War Z to a certain extent. A- so. And the book. Uh okay and the book. Oh, I'm going to talk about the book so. Good point. Um so we will give you a moment to leave right now. All right. We are going to spoil World War Z. So Jason, what right. were your big problems with this book uh with this movie spoilers, you know, included.
1: The, the 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 one or two things I wanted to see in the uh in the book or in the in the movie that uh came from the book was uh how they beat the, uh, the zombie apocalypse. And it wasn't curing it. It wasn't uh, coming up with a uh, an antidote or a serum or a vaccine or whatever it is. I wanted to see them have to, you know, basically uh, hole up in some location where they could uh, outlast the, uh, the zombies until they started dying off for whatever reason, because that was actually part of it, was that they... Uh, they eventually stopped functioning. Uh, and uh, the fact that they couldn't save everybody in America or in the world, and they didn't want to because they needed, in order to have a secure and safe population, they needed the zombies to go after something else. So they needed to leave people to fend for themselves so that the zombies would have a target mm-hmm. and leave this uh, this. Societal enclave alone, and that kind of thing—that was to me the big, a big eye opener in the book. And I wanted to see that in the movie, and it just simply was not there.
0: It's kind of a depressing concept, but uh, it is certainly, well, I mean, for lack of a better word, a realistic one. But yes. uh, it is something that's 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 in the book. Um, that's like you said, sort of eye opening. That's not in the movie at all.
1: Yeah, you have to cut off your own hand in order to save the body, Mm -hmm. which they did have
0: (laughs) in the the movie. They did kind of have that in the movie in a different way, though. But I would all like to have seen
1: that concept on a grand scale,
0: you know? Right, right, absolutely. Um, So uh, the third act of the film is different in that uh, Brad Pitt is in a plane crash, and he lands in a Scottish town where there is a World Health Organization building. And there are still people surviving in there, and he has now by this time realized that the zombies ignore people who um, are sick or terminally ill. They don't attack those people. Right. So his plan is to inject, um, inject soldiers or just inject the population with a curable disease that will render them um, you know, unappetizing to the zombies and therefore basically kill the zombies' food supply, which is us. The living. Um, and so the whole third act of the movie is him in this WHO building trying to get into another part of the building, which is infested with zombies, to where all of the disease, diseases, viruses, and bacteria are in cold storage. Right. Um, whereas the first two-thirds was, like I said before, was just huge. It was worldwide. It was Brad Pitt traveling around the world trying to f- learn about the the infection and trying to find patient zero uh, or or at least find anything about about the initial outbreak of this, which would they figured give them you know an idea of how to stem it or cure it or whatever right. um, so really huge worldwide global scale at the beginning, and then very small local thing at the end where they actually do find a cure. Uh, or a method of of protecting themselves against the zombies
1: right, so I have a question and a statement and an opinion okay <laughs> so the uh, the opinion is uh, the fact that zombies can uh, can smell diseased human beings is ridiculous and goes against the uh, goes against the novel. Like completely and utterly because the whole point of the novel is that zombies are not superhuman. They're not super strong. They're not super fast. They're not – they can't fly. uh, They don't – they can't smell in any great uh, capacity other than what a normal human can do.
0: When are we going to get a zombie movie where there are flying zombies? That's what I I want to know.
1: (laughs) That that would be all right with me as well. (laughs) But uh, so the fact that zombies uh, in this movie can smell or detect a diseased human being or a terminally ill person is utterly ridiculous, and I did not like that. And was that something? My question is: It was that something that was tacked on by uh, Damon Lind- Lindelof?
0: Well, I, I don't know a hundred percent. All I know is that. Lindelof came in, and the cutover point to where he took over was when Brad Pitt boarded the plane in Israel. So he's there looking for information about it. Um, they have um, a walled-off section of the city where they've been kind of protected. Although it gets overrun by zombies, he has to flee, gets on a plane, and flies out of there. At that point is where Lindelof took over the movie, and um, you know it played out the way it did. Uh so
1: I think it was his opinion or his idea then for this uh this disease thing because up until that point we had a couple of instances of human beings being left alone, right? Well we had uh there was a, a homeless guy that was just kind of sitting there. There was uh that kid where he squatted down and all the zombies ran around him. Mm-hmm. The third one was I an old man. Was an old man or something. But I didn't think that it was disease that was Preventing the zombies from attacking them, I thought it was just the fact that they were still, like they just kind of were small in uh, in their stature. They're just like, okay, I'm going to just put my head in the sand, and the zombies will ignore that. It's sort of like because we are, we're you know, as uh, as human beings, we're kind of designed as hunters, right? Our eyes are in the front of our head. We can judge distances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we track motion if 3% of our uh i think they they did studies where 3% of our field of vision is moving in the same direction our brains will lock onto it because we're looking for motion and we're kind of filtering out background noise so the fact that somebody is very very still is something that a human being would ignore
0: especially amongst other things that are moving quickly
1: right and if you're in a frantic in a frenzy you're going to look for other things that are basically things you can uh, uh you can can go after, whereas something that's just being very small and very still is not something that we'd be necessarily interested in.
0: Right. So I don't know if those scenes were added, uh, because all three of those scenes were in Israel, which was right before brad pitt flees to that plane so i don't know if those were added by by Lindelof. i i believe not because what i heard is that strictly he added a couple scenes at the beginning um when when the, the right at the beginning when the family wakes up and they're having breakfast and then he took over from that plane so either those scenes were in there and they intended to do something different with them or he added those two and they played into his storyline i don't right. know that
1: the other thing uh, there was another thing that uh, there, were, there was a soldier at one point that had a limp mm-hmm. uh, and that was the the explanation for uh, him surviving that uh, that cluster f in the uh, in in that room with all the zombies was that he had this limp and therefore the zombies ignored him there was something i 'm not sure what it was i mean this is one of the reasons I want to go back and uh, rewatch this movie at some point, which I probably will is that they mentioned that most people, uh, I don't know where I got this idea, but most people were infected within the first 15 to 20 seconds, but some people took up to 10 minutes or a little longer to become infected. Mm-hmm. So what I thought they were telling with that soldier was that he was bitten, but hadn't turned yet, and that at some point he was going to turn, and I was expecting that. Right. That was actually uh, infected, just hadn't turned for some reason. And I thought that that was going to be part of the whatever solution they come up with, was that some people have this, not immunity, but an ability to stave it off for a while.
0: Yeah, and, you know, they even, uh, I mean, they dropped one or two red herrings about that sort of thing, too, because there is a part, too, where uh, Brad Pitt, you know, gets some zombie gore in his mouth. And he thinks, he assumes that's enough, that he's going to turn. Um, I do really like how they handled that scene, though. Uh, yeah, I thought that was fantastic. That was a great scene. He he good. runs up on the roof after having fended off zombies. Assuming he's going to turn, he walks right to the edge, ready to throw himself off if he thinks anything's about to happen, Yeah, um, which I thought was really cool. And it took me, you know, 10 seconds watching it going, what the hell is he doing? Oh, he thinks he's going to turn. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but But anyways, they did, you know, drop a few hints about what makes someone turn, what doesn't, or... As you said, you know maybe there are some people that it takes a little longer, or are in fact kind of immune to it. Yeah. Um, but then ultimately, it didn't go that route at all. It was, in the end, people who are terminally ill.
1: Right. So, but that was uh, that was my question, and my opinion, my statement was that uh, I wanted to come back to was during the the final act where they were in the uh, the World Health Organization Research Center and going through this. My brain went back to the uh, the trailers and said, okay, I've seen a couple of set pieces from the trailers. Every action scene from the trailer, we've already witnessed in this movie. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was crestfallen because there's not going to be a final one.
0: Well, the original ending to the movie apparently was a big, huge, giant action sequence. And for whatever reason, they decided that didn't work. And I don't know if it was the whole sequence or if it was just the way the movie actually ended, but uh what they cut was some big giant action sequence. So maybe there was bits in the trailer that didn't make it into the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, cause the trailer also mentioned something about uh Moscow. Like a couple of times in the trailer was mentioned that Moscow was a black zone mm-hmm. and that uh they implied, I don't know, if not outright said, that uh the Brad Pitt character was gonna go to Moscow.
0: And he never did. And he never did, that's right. He never so did. Was that the was the final big set piece supposed to happen in Moscow? Maybe. Maybe it was. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, overall, though, I don't think the movie—the the, the movie didn't lack any sort of continuity in terms of making sense. Um, the way they handled it worked for me. You know, maybe he was supposed to go to Moscow, but he couldn't get out of Israel in time, missed his original flight. So he had to get on this other plane, which was, well, going nowhere at first until they were able to decide to go to Scotland. Yeah. Um, And uh, they crash land in Scotland. Um, But, you know, even if what I'm trying to say is even though it felt like two different movies, they transitioned it well from one to the other. Yeah. At least
1: I thought so. Now, yeah, Now, saying that, that uh, it felt like there was a big piece missing. uh, What was there on on film was really good. Mm -hmm. Like everything, uh, every individual piece was uh, was very good. Uh, and and I enjoyed it. And one of the things I enjoyed the most was the fact that the uh, the Israeli soldier, uh, what's her name, segan yeah, something like that. Uh, as soon as she showed up on screen, like the first sign, first thing that popped up on screen was uh, was like, oh yeah, I really, uh, for some reason, I I dig chicks that uh, that have shaved heads <laughs> and who could take me apart if uh, we got into a fight. And, and she so, would be one of them. <laughs> she fit the bill. She was a good-looking woman with a shaved head and was a soldier and probably could like in real life probably take me apart. Uh and I was really really glad that uh her character was not just this thing in the background uh while she while he was in Israel that uh she actually became a uh, an important character
0: through uh through the middle part of the film. Yeah, she did. I I like that too. Um some people might argue that she just sort of showed up and was had a huge part in the in the final act of the movie but i'm with you i i liked her i think you know it's it's okay to introduce a character late in a movie yeah and uh do something interesting with them
1: and and even her uh the the parts with her on the plane were fantastic
0: they were they were really good and and frankly she was far more interesting than anybody in the world health organization building yeah absolutely in my in my opinion they were just kind of there um do you think this movie suffered at all from the PG-13 rating? Absolutely. Oh, I fully there was, agree. There
1: there was at least three scenes that were like, why didn't they show him uh trying to dig the crowbar out of the zombie's
0: head? Oh, that was the most glaring one for me. Absolutely, I agree. He 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 clobbers a zombie with a crowbar and then he, you know, he thinks he's safe, but another zombie's coming down the hall. And as it's running at him, he's trying to pull a crowbar out of a zombie, but you don't see it. You don't. They don't show any of that. And you just have to assume that that crowbar is stuck in the zombie's skull.
1: They didn't show uh, Segan getting her hand cut off. No. Which, uh, you know, if this was The Walking Dead, they would have shown this stuff.
0: They would have shown both of those things. If absolutely. this was
1: on TV, they would have shown it. But no, it has to be in a movie. And they have to uh, cater to the censors and try and get their... PG thirteen ratings so that they can get a wider audience.
0: It, you know, it felt like towards the beginning there was one or two scenes that did show a little bit more um a little bit more gore. I mean, not a lot. I mean like you know, PG thirteen, there's only so much you can get away with, but it felt to me like it got worse towards the end, where yeah. they were hiding stuff on purpose to try and maintain that rating. And that was really the one of the things I didn't like about the movie is that you could really feel the rating. And, uh, you yeah. know, I don't know if it should have been R-rated because that's a a very different movie, but I got to think there's ways to, to, you know, have PG-13 but still make it feel a little bit more intense in that respect. I mean, the movie yeah. was great other ways, but... It, it bugged me that they sort of hid some of that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, and that was definitely author intrusion, too. It's like as soon as he was trying to pull that thing out of his head and they weren't showing it, it was obvious that that was because of the rating system. Right. Like It really took me out of the movie. It was so, uh, so blatant.
0: Yeah. Do you remember back in the day in Canada when we used to have um, PG, and then we had a rating called AA? No. Oh, really? It was called Adult, Adult accompaniment. accompaniment. Yeah, and so PG was... Uh, was, I think, 13 and under, and then AA was like 17 and under. You had to have a parent with you. And then R rating was for 18 and over or something like that, right? Right. So there was that middle zone where movies could be PG, which were kind of for kids, or AA, which which stood for adult accompaniment in this country and so we had that middle zone where movies could be a little bit more graphic but they weren't our rated movies yet
1: right i i remember the 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 fact that some movies had to ha- you had to be with an adult yeah uh but i didn't remember that they were actually con- like what the aa rating meant like i wasn't <laughs> ov- overly concerned with ratings back then
0: no you were just sneaking into movies left and right i didn't <laughs> sneak into any movie I, I ever went to any
1: movie that uh I couldn't get. into I don't remember. I've never gone to a movie that I required an adult to go with me.
0: At the time, I guess. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Anyways, I don't think they ever. I, I don't know if they ever had anything like that in the states, but we definitely did here. So, not that it really changed anything because not too many movies uh, are made in Canada. I mean, there's lots of Canadian movies, but you know the big stuff is all American. So, yeah. it all gets rated in the states, anyways. But we had different ratings up here. So, all right. Anyways, World War Z. Um, pretty good movie, despite some weirdness to it with, uh, with being kind of two different films, uh, nothing like the book really in any way. So if you're looking for an adaptation of the novel, this is not going to be it, but if you can kind of get past that and, and just put that aside, I think you might enjoy this movie. I think there's lots here to like.
1: Yeah. I wish they would have gone back and, uh, done it right. Right. Well, maybe. it's you know, done it, done it the original way that they wanted. If they did have production problems, I wish that uh, in some alternate reality they didn't have production problems, and then it turned out exactly like the directors and producers wanted, and I want to see that movie. I want to go to that universe and see that
0: movie. If we're lucky, maybe we'll get that on DVD or Blu-ray as a special feature. I'll be surprised, because I think they considered it was it really bad, but if we're lucky, maybe we will. Yeah. So I just posted the question on our Facebook page, uh, if it, what people thought of it, and I got some reaction here. Uh, I thought I'd just read some of this. Some, most of it's pretty positive, so a lot of, I think a lot of people more or less agree with us. Daniel on our Facebook page said, loved it. The fact the zombies could run added an extra spookiness to them. David said it was a solid three out of five stars. I'm biased because I wanted to see the book on the big screen, but it's hard to do that with an anthology. Greg said, I thought it was a little overrated. The effects were cool, but at times it had me almost napping. I personally give it six out of 10 stars. Lindsay said, the quote solution was very clever, but all in all, a massive disappointment for me. And they dragged it out. It was too long. Barbara says, I liked it. Fast zombies have a huge advantage. Their heads are a bit more solid too. (laughs) I had my hand over my mouth in case I screamed the whole time. The makeup was amazing. And finally, Neil says, I enjoyed it, but I found the end summary to take away from the feel of the movie. Yeah. So there you go. World War Z. I say go out and check it out if you can.
1: And where was Matthew Fox? Well, I mean, I saw him, but you know, I saw him in an interview before, uh, before I saw the movie, and I was talking about his part. Uh, but he he said like three words.
0: You know he yeah I didn't even notice him in the film. I didn't know he was in it until I came back, uh, and you know looked it up on IMDb. I'm like Matthew Fox. What the hell? Apparently he was there, and he, most of his role got cut. Uh, so well, maybe it
1: was obvious because you don't bring in Matthew Fox to to say three words to uh, to to what's her name to the morale you character yeah uh and and then just leave it there it's just like okay Matthew fox is going to be in this movie now
0: he must have been a bigger part in the third act you know maybe and that's what they lost so i don't know i like i said i didn't even notice him when i watched it so
1: i recognized the voice like and i was sort of half expecting him in the back of my mind i'm like oh finally here he is
0: <laughs> finally he's about <laughs> to do something and then no <laughs> Alrighty, well, we are going to do some Walking Dead news this week. But first, we've got to take a short break to thank our sponsor. And uh, so stick around. We'll be back with all the latest Walking Dead news. For you, the listeners of The Talking Dead, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial, so you have a chance to check out their service. Now, this week, I think it's only uh, appropriate that we recommend the new new Audible edition of World War Z. It is actually called World War Z, the Complete Edition, Movie Tie-In Edition, and Oral History of the Zombie War. So it's a slightly awkward title. (laughs) two whole colons in there two whole colons that's right (laughs) Um, but this is the new release of the book it is includes a lot more content than the original abridged version and it is narrated by many people including author Max Brooks Alan Alda John Turturro Rob Reiner Mark Hamill Alfred Molina Simon Pegg Martin Scorsese uh, Nathan Fillion and Cal Penn just to name a few nice so you know if your favorite actor isn't in this list you have an unusually favorite unusual favorite <laughs> actor <laughs> and, and it has twice as many hours as the last one it does so uh lots of stuff here it's you know great reviews on audible 12 hours and 8 minutes with all those readers you can't really go wrong so uh Go over to Audible and check out the new edition of World War Z. Make sure you get the the movie tie-in edition. That's the one you want. To do that, go to audibletrial.com slash talkingdead. That's audibletrial.com slash talkingdead for the movie tie-in edition of World War Z for free when you get your free trial. Walking Dead News. Okay, Jason, it's time to get back to what we are actually here to do, and that is talk about The Walking Dead. It is the middle of June, and we're still, you know, many months away from October and when season four starts. But there is. (sighs) Sorry? So many months. So many months, I know. But. There is a fair bit of good Walking Dead news to talk about, and we are going to do that right now. Now, the first couple of items here are potentially spoilery. Uh, Again, a lot of it's just speculation based on what people have, you know, seen of the... uh, of the 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 set. Some people sneak on and take photos and things like that. So sneaky bastards. Yeah, so none of this is not much of this is actual real confirmed information. A lot of it is speculation. However, it could be considered spoilery, so if you don't want to know anything about season 4 going in, please turn off your ears for the next little while. But not forever because you need those oh, ears.
1: That's why you're going to turn off your ears and not make
0: yourself deaf. Please, please don't do that. Let it go. Let your audio input go. (laughs) All right. So, this first item is some pictures that were taken on the set. Jason, uh, I sent you the link. Have you looked at these photos? Nope. You should look at them. All right. I can look at them now. (laughs) You should look at them right now. I'm working (laughs) on it. All righty. So, there are some photos taken of Andrew Lincoln on set. uh, And he has a big white bandage wrapped around his right hand. Ooh. Um Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, people are speculating pretty much that this is maybe following a storyline from the comic. Now, we've talked about this many times before. In the comic, Rick uh, loses a hand early on in the comic series. And that's one of the things they haven't really done so far in the TV show. But now we've got these photos where he's got this big white bandage wrapped around his hand as if, you know, he's either had a serious hand injury or maybe something worse. Mm-hmm. So, um it, it looks to me by the looks of the photos that his fingers are still sticking out the end of the bandage although it's kind of hard to tell
1: there's a knob on the end there his hand is in that bandage
0: well yeah i don't think the hand is gone but you know is it possible that he's suffered a significant hand wound here and either they're going towards losing the hand or um they're kind of going with a bad wound rather than chopping it right off
1: they're not going to chop the hand off i've didn't i've I've been of that opinion since uh, since day one, that for a television series, uh, for the main, one of, a very main character, uh, they're not going to chop that hand off. And the fact that they've already done that with
0: Merle. Uh, yeah, they've done it with Merle, and they chopped Herschel's leg off, too, so it's not like we've had a shortage of limbs being removed. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Robert Kirkman, in an interview in 2011, a couple of years ago, He said, one thing I'm adamant about is I don't think that we should cut Rick's hand off on TV. When I'm writing a comic book, I don't think about what I'm doing. (laughs) I go, (laughs) oh, it'd be pretty cool if they cut his hand off right now. That'd be pretty shocking, right? Then I do it, and five issues later, I write, Rick opens a can of beans, and then I look at the script and think, he can't do that now. (laughs) I didn't think this through. (laughs) So according to Kirkman... At least two years ago, he kind of agrees with you in that he wouldn't cut Rick's hand off in the TV show. It's just too limiting. And in fact, when you're making a TV show, it probably means too much special effects, right, to always have the guy's hand gone.
1: Yeah, or you do something like you did with Merle and you put on a, a Swiss Army knife super attachment uh, that is obviously something they put on there so they would have, they could cut down on the special effects.
0: Oh, yeah, clearly. Uh, With Herschel's leg, it's a lot easier to, you know, pretend he's missing a leg um, because you don't shoot people's feet very often, right? Right. Uh, Hand is a totally different thing, though. Hands are in every shot. You're holding weapons, just guns, you know, you're picking stuff up, you're doing things, you're just gesturing whatever. So that yeah. hand is in, you know, almost every shot. So
1: So no, I don't think they're going to cut the hand off. They may have gone like they're probably going down a road that they did in the comic book cuz uh, in the comic this is a bit of a spoiler, I guess. We're talking about spoiler kind of stuff now. Uh, he mangles his hand pretty good before it gets cut off.
0: Okay, yeah. Do you remember that? No, I don't.
1: He got it it's it's from beating the crap out of somebody. He uh, he really really messes up his hand like there's his fingers are all busted and his hand is really mangled oh. and this was in the prison uh okay. before uh before he had his hand cut off
0: okay so maybe they're doing that instead he's well, just that's what I'm thinking he's just busted that thing up really bad and he's got it wrapped up to try and heal so he'll be you know hand deficient for a while but in theory it'll heal and come back
1: yeah he, he figured he would be uh deformed for life just cuz you know his hand was so buggered up and the lack of medical facilities to fix it. Right. But I, I, they're not going to cut it off.
0: No, I, I think I'm with you there. They're they're still, you know, it would be crazy to cut that hand right off. Um, but no matter what, it looks like they're doing something with it because we've got three photos here of uh, hand-bandaged Rick. Yep. Are you looking at the pictures? I am. So that person standing beside him behind the uh, green Hyundai, yeah. is that... It kind of looks like in the top picture. It looks like Daryl, but then in the next one, it doesn't look like Daryl so much. Who is that? Is that anybody? I can't tell. Probably a production assistant of some kind. Well, except the, it looks kind of dirty and like as if it's an actual actor, but I don't recognize it. It, I don't know. But we don't need to get into it. But I thought it was Daryl, but maybe it's Carol. Well, <laughs> no, short hair. I don't know. I can't tell. All right. Anyways. Next item in the news, uh, again, a little bit spoilery. This is about season four, episode number six. We have the title and some casting information. So if you don't want to know that, again, move on. The title of episode 406, it will be Rise. Rise. According to the internet. And there are two recurring roles being cast. A single mother and a former nurse named Laura. Sorry. Sorry. The a single mother and former nurse named Laura. That's one character, right? And a tough and funny woman named Melody. Uh, and uh, oh, there's a third a guest star role of Dawn being cast. He's fifty to seventy years old, is kind but sometimes grumpy, and he has a granddaughter. Hmm. So I'm thinking these are probably just people in the Woodbury group. What do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not you know, yeah some of them. They're not
1: just going to be all extras, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, they're around. You think they're gonna, you know, do things and say things once in a while? Um, I think a uh, a nurse would be quite a handy character to have.
1: Handy, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, useful. A nurse would be a useful character to very, have. Very, very useful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they mentioned the nurse in the, the last season, right? You guys have a doctor? No, we have a nurse. Uh huh. So that's probably her.
0: Yeah. Well, they had doctor. um um doc stevens right but i don't think doc stevens made it to the prison or if she did we definitely didn't see her coming off that bus yeah because i looked closely so i don't know maybe well no laura obviously well laura stevens i don't think we ever learned her her first name so it could be her but why would they recast the character i don't know if they would do that yeah um so anyways we've got a nurse and then a tough and funny woman named melody we need a we need a funny character, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, why not? Um, all righty. There was an interview with production designer Grace Walker, <laughs> appropriately named, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was talking about the prison in this interview. And there's a couple of quotes that I thought were interesting. She was asked about the cell block sets, and she said, "With the prison, the interiors have worked really well." As we go into them time and time again, we've got it down now where we can remove walls from the cells a lot faster than we did the first episodes there. The main block has 18 cells, nine below and nine above, and we can shoot in any of these cells and take out all the walls, including the rear walls on the second floor. We've got mobile towers that we quickly put in. We're just completing a new cell block for this season, and it's looking almost better than the others. Cool. So the reason I read that is because it is kind of a neat little look behind the scenes right because that prison set looks really awesome and you wouldn't think that the walls can just be moved in and out to put cameras there yeah um even while watching it i didn't even really get that feeling but i mean when you think back i guess you do get you know you know a full range of angles for stuff even when they're in the tight confined cell block spaces
1: i thought they just had magic cameras (laughs) sure magic they were like flat you could just tape them to the
0: wall Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> nope, and they move the walls. They yeah, remove the on. walls. So I thought that's cool. And the other thing is, they're building a new cell block for this season. So it sounds like we're going to get the same but a different place, probably for all these new people.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to clear that out too. That'll be fun.
0: I guess so. I wonder if we're going to see that again. We've kind of already seen cell block clearing, but maybe it'll be, you know, maybe they'll refer to it in an episode. So we just finished clearing out the next cell block. You guys can all move in there, kind of thing. There you go. Maybe. I don't know. And then the other thing Grace was asked about is if there are any sets that they have planned but never got built. And she said, there was a very big shower set that we were going to build for the prison, but that never came off. Oh. So a big shower. I, I don't know what they could have possibly been doing in there, but I guess. What's uh... oh, boring? Huh?
1: They would have had a shower scene.
0: <laughs> a shower.
1: Or two uh, Starship Troopers.
0: Yeah, well, we had a shower scene with Shane, remember, in the farm. Oh, yeah. Right. And And that's his hair. And cutting his hair. That's right. And now.
1: chain to evil shame.
0: Yeah. That was his moment. So that's what happens in showers. Characters go from good to evil.
1: Well, or that's a redemption, too. You know, the whole baptismal thing uh, where you go from. It's it's a transition mechanism, right? Right. So you go from. You can go from good to bad and from evil to good and get forgiven and all sins washed away, kind of thing. Uh, But. I guess we don't get that.
0: No, I guess not. Nobody's going to be changing at all because there's no showers. Right. Although it can happen in the rain too, so maybe it'll rain. It can.
1: Rain is good for that. <laughs> Rain's. Falling good. in falling in the water is okay too. So if you happen to fall on a
0: lake or a river or something, that works. Alright. So there's no shortage of opportunities for people to change. Yes. But it's not going to happen in a prison shower. No that's, that's a place that'll change you pretty good. Yep. Uh, so there you go. That's an interview on, um, uh, amctv.com with production designer Grace Walker. So when you're watching season four, think about all those walls moving around and things like that. Or don't, because maybe it'll take you out of the show too much. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Either way. <It's> okay, really <laughs> Yeah,
0: it really is. AMC will be broadcasting a Walking Dead marathon on the 4th of July weekend.
1: Oh like the television I'm thinking real marathon like there's really going to be a walking dead marathon
0: Well there are those out there remember there's the the uh baseball what the hell do they call it? The baseball stadium thing where you run through the baseball stadium with the oh, yeah, zombies.
1: That's obstacle course. I was thinking like an actual real life, let's run 26 miles and change.
0: Well, they do have that too, but it's not specifically Walking Dead. It's called Run for Your Lives, and it's a marathon. Well, you know what? I don't know if it's a whole marathon, but there, it's, you're running, and it's, mo- it's less obstacle course, more running, and there are zombies around.
1: Okay, so this is going to be uh, AMC airing a bunch of Walking Dead episodes back-to-back.
0: Starting on July 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern Eastern time and ending on July 7th, from what I could tell on their site, they're showing all three seasons, including some of the black-and-white versions from season one. Wow. So you're going to get lots and lots of Walking Dead over the July 4th long weekend if you— if you're not doing other things, you can sit in front of your TV and watch the show one more time.
1: Well, when is July 4th? Like, What day of the week is it?
0: Uh, it's a very good question. I don't know.
1: It's a Thursday.
0: So the 4th is a Thursday?
1: I don't know. I think it is.
0: So there you go. It's Thursday to Sunday, and you get all Walking Dead. Well, a lot of Walking Dead anyways. Yeah. So if you want to do that, that's on AMC on the July 4th long weekend. Check it out. Um, and in some ways related to that if you're in the UK uh the walking dead you you know you're not going to be watching AMC over July 4th i don't think anyways but the walking dead is uh has made a deal for exclusive video on demand with love film which oh. is an amazon service in the UK for uh video on demand and similar to netflix um but this is a big deal because apparently uh, Fox International has signed this deal with LoveFilm for exclusive rights to The Walking Dead online in the UK. Which, you know, it's a big deal because it's not Netflix. I think Netflix is probably the you know the big the big guy on the field here. Yeah, but they don't get The Walking Dead in the UK. So if you're looking for Walking Dead. You're going to have to, and you're in the UK, you're going to have to be a member of LoveFilm, which is an Amazon company, although I'd never heard of it before uh, before this news item came up. That's interesting. Um, Netflix, of course, has The Walking Dead in the US and Canada, but I don't think it's an exclusive deal because, if I'm not mistaken, The Walking Dead is available on Amazon in uh, North America as well, but not in the UK. I mean, not on Netflix in the UK anyways uh really quickly from the article um series one of the award-winning zombie drama is available to love film instant members in the uk immediately an additional series scheduled to appear on the service over the next 18 months so you're getting all the seasons over time a little bit
1: a year and a half
0: yes (laughs) well to be fair walking dead isn't available in real time on netflix either but we do have the first two seasons already
1: Yeah, it's just it seems like a a really long time to spread out a back catalog.
0: Well, that's true. But you know how these companies like to milk things for as much as they can and trying to, uh, you know, trying to build anticipation, I guess. But at the same time, you're right. It's a back catalog. So, you know, the real major fans have already seen all this content. That's true. So why not put it out there and get new fans right away? So Mm -mm. I don't know. Hey, that's why they're the TV executives and we're just the podcasters. That's right. (laughs) Anyways, if you're in the UK, look for The Walking Dead on Love Film exclusively uh, streaming on demand. Finally, in the news this week, um, McFarland Toys has announced a brand new 10-inch deluxe Daryl Dixon action figure. That's a big
1: Daryl Dixon.
0: If you're looking for 10 inches of Daryl Dixon, this is your opportunity. (laughs) Maybe the only one. I don't know. Um, how are we to know how are we to know from uh you know from comicbook.com it said the first action figure announced in the deluxe figure line is none other than fan favorite Daryl Dixon who's played by Norman Reedus the Daryl Dixon 10-inch figure will feature the exact likeness of Norman Reedus taken from a full 3D scan of the actor himself. Oh my god, is it atomically correct? So <laughs> anatomically?
1: Anatomically. Atomically <laughs> would be is it made from the real atoms? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's what I can tell you. The ten the ten inch Daryl figure is portrayed in his iconic angel stick stitched biker vest and includes removable poncho, hunting knife, and crossbow
1: pretty sweet.
0: It doesn't say anything about anything else that's removable, so I don't know. I don't know.
1: Was it scanned on a molecular level?
0: It might have been. I you know, it's uh it's a full 3D scan of the actor himself, so not just his head and face, his body too, from nice. from what it sounds like. So, all you Daryl Dixon or Norman Reedus fans out there, this is your chance to get your hands on 10 inches of Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> It will be in stores November 2013, and the suggested retail price is 34 uh, dollars nice. which is pretty reasonable for 10 inches of Dorman Redis, I would say.
1: 10 inches of Daryl Dixon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'll be getting one. Come on. Who doesn't want 10 inches of Daryl? That's true. You know? I'll be getting one for sure. Um, what do you think? Are you going to buy one, too? I think everyone should. I, well, I
1: want to see it first. I'm not really a big into a uh, big into action figures or you know heavily detailed action figures.
0: <laughs> but if they made a Lego Daryl, you'd be all over that.
1: Well, if they made Lego
0: Walking Dead, I'd be on that like white on rice. There you but, go. <laughs> you know, action figures.
1: I'm I'm not really huge into, but I might uh, I might partake.
0: Yeah, why not? All righty. That is going to wrap up the Walking Dead news this week, and in fact, this podcast. So, um, what I want to do is ask everyone what they thought of, you know, us, you know, um, uh, uh, branching out from the Walking Dead a little bit and talking about World War Z. I mean, it's not a huge branch out, to be fair, but it's it's something different. And if you'd like to see us do more of this, because I, I had a good time with it, it was fun to get out, too. fun to get out and see a movie and, and talk about it here. You know, we don't go to movies together too much anymore. We, we,
1: could, uh, we could definitely do this more often, like uh, maybe once a month. We could uh, review World War Z.
0: <laughs> Great idea. See if the movie gets any better or worse with repeated. Yeah, reviews. we'll watch it uh, the fifth of every month. I considered going to see it in the theater again, actually, just just before this review. Um, I didn't have a chance to, but, uh, you know, it is, it is a movie I, I want to revisit maybe when it comes out on DVD or on iTunes or something like that, because there's, there's stuff there to just digest again, I think. Maybe we should go see it in 3D. Uh, it's not a bad idea. We did see the 2D version, which, um, I'm not a big 3D guy. That's why I decided on 2D, but, uh, maybe, maybe you're right. IMAX 3D. Is it in IMAX? I don't know. I don't know. It would be, uh, that'd be pretty big. In, a, in an IMAX 3D movie, you'd almost want to see, the, like, the the ending that never happened, the one the the big action ending.
1: Yeah. Well, let's go to that universe and see it in IMAX 3D there.
0: All righty. We'll do a double feature, that, and IMAX 3D Superman, or Man of Steel, too. Yeah, hey, that's not a bad idea. And I can, uh, and see if I like that movie anymore the second time. <laughs> but right. that's a whole different podcast, everybody. Yep. Right now, we're going to wrap this up. If you want to get in contact with us, give us a call on the toll free zomb line at 1 866 483 ZOMB. That's 9662. We are on Twitter at Talking Dead or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Talking Dead. And uh, you can send all emails to Talking Dead at gmail.com. One thing I just want to remind people of before we go, of course, is that our short story contest is still running. It's running all summer. Lots of good entries coming in. It seems to have picked up a little bit in the last uh, couple of weeks, which is good. Cool. Um, but if you have a short story that's been kicking around in your head, get it down on paper and send it in to us. A thousand words or less, and it can be pretty much about anything you want. So uh, Yeah. Rewrite the ending of World War Z. That's not a terrible idea. Look at that. I would like to read that. All right. So, yeah, great idea. Send your short stories to TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Go to our website for more information. Uh, the deadline is sometime in October, one week before Season 4 of The Walking Dead premieres. That exact date will be to be determined.
1: Deadline. Did we notice that before, that it's called the Deadline.
0: I did not, but thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) All right, thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Chris. My name is Jason. And until next time, um, go see World War Z. You're going to like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, bye. Bye.